1: started cursing at me. He was yelling at me. He said he was going to call the police and have me arrested for destroying his business. I'm 80 years old. I have to admit, Your Honor, watch my language. He scared the something out of me.
2: This is the plaintiff, Charles Sturbakov.
1: He says he was
2: hired to troubleshoot and fix the defendant's business computer problems. And the guy is stepping him. He's been in business since 1964, and he's not about to be ripped off by the likes of The Defendant and is suing for the $2,040 he's owed. This is The Defendant, Darren Kylie. He says his computer froze at his dry cleaning business, and his customer, the plaintiff, offered to take a look at it. Turns out the guy wasted his time. He's as incompetent as they come. Fix nothing. He owes him nothing. He's accused of not computing. All parties, please hit your right hands. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court.
3: People's Court is now in session. The Honorable
4: Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Mr. Sturbakov, you are suing Mr. Uh, Kylie for $2,040 that you say he owes you in computer tech services how did you mr serbikov how is it that you know mr kylie and the and the dry cleaning services
1: last year he had a problem with his computer we came in and fixed it for him and um, everything went smoothly then
4: when did mr kylie call you uh that became the subject of this stuff this is in october and november of 2020 correct
1: yes well can i give you a little background of his computer set up, which will help explain this. Uh, he has two computers so that they can operate on two customers at the same time. The computer that has a the tag printer attached to it keeps all the data. It's kind of like a server. So if the other computer needs any information, it gets it from that computer, OK? Um, all of the equipment. Is absolutely, uh, I recommended that he, he get a backup and investigate upgrading to a Windows 10 computer. Uh, he never did that. Um, now, what he called and told me was the, almost the worst case that the server computer would not start properly. Uh, I, went, I went to his establishment that day, it was Saturday. Fortunately, uh, the problem was the motherboard, the hard drive inside it where all the data is kept uh, was functioning properly. So I took the hard drive out of that computer, plugged it into my equipment, and retrieved all the data. So that's where we stood over the weekend. I worked on it Saturday and Sunday. Uh, I managed to get him a replacement computer. At, cu- OK, so business. let's hold
4: now on. Just... Let me stop you one second. So at that okay. point, what you ended up charging him, and he paid, Was three hundred? You paid the three hundred and sixty dollars that he had asked for at that point, right, Mr. Kylie?
1: No, he has not. No, never paid me anything.
4: No, he's never paid you anything. Okay, so at that point, you say he owed you three hundred and sixty dollars, and then you Uh, you sold him a refurbished Dell desktop computer for how much? Right, two hundred and twenty-five. Two twenty-five. All right. So then, that did that solve the problem?
1: No. What happened after that, I was able to get the data from the old computer, but the program that controlled it, uh, that needed to be installed. We needed the XP program to, to run. Uh, you can't just go on the internet and buy it. It was a proprietary package of one company. So we called them up and uh, they hadn't been working on XP for some time either, but we installed the files and it was not working. When we tried it on uh, on Monday, we found out that uh, we needed drivers for the printers. So the next day we went in and we finally got it so that one computer could connect to its own printer, but not to the other one. Went back on Wednesday, and an error message came up, um, and this error message uh, said, well, it, it said that there was a problem... It said spooling. spooler. Now, when I see an error in Did the you spooler, ever fix
4: his system, or did you not fix his system?
1: Well, this was 6 o'clock. I told them it was a very simple problem, because the problem was, obviously, within the XP software, there were always like a 1,000 bugs, and they were all taken care of. I did was go home at 6.30, get the right patch. I'd be back the next morning, put it in, and we're back in business. And at that point, Mr. Kiley went ballistic. He started cursing at me. He was yelling at me. He said he was going to call the police and have me arrested for destroying his business. I'm 80 years old. I have to admit, Your Honor, watch my language. He scared the something out of me, and I left. That night at home I went on the internet sure enough within 5 minutes I had the patch
5: and he did not And do then that.
4: so throughout this time did you ever alert him to how much money was racking up because you're charging by the hour and it's taking you a really long time uh, to figure things out And you know I he knew my, you know, my, my
1: face okay.
4: Mr. Yes, Kylie let me ask you a work. question. He did get he did retrieve your hard drive and he did um install the software however long it took him to do so and you have paid, and he did um, give you a refurbished Dell. And you have paid him a total of what?
6: Zero. Zero. And so so explain yet, Judge, to me
4: your defense.
7: Mr. uh did come on the 31st, which was Halloween on a Saturday morning. And the day he came, he brought it home, He said, Let me look at it, let me evaluate it. Did call me and say to me, I think I can uh, solve your problem very inexpensively.
4: What was the problem? You have two computers there and one of them wasn't working or what?
7: Right, which was the is considered the master. The master was not working. So he said, I, I can solve that problem. How old is that computer? Um, I bought it and it was already there. So it's anywhere from five to eight years old.
4: When you saw that hours and hours are racking up, Did you ever stop him and say, hey, listen, you know, I'm throwing good money after bad here.
7: Mr. Sterbukov told me that the job should take an hour to two hours to do everything and to download the new software as well. And he was going to be charging me about $75 an hour. So I'm expecting $200, $300 bill. And Mr. Sterbukov, to be honest, um, has been in the business a very, very long time. And I hate to say it, but technology has passed him by, Judge.
4: Okay. And why do you say that?
7: The simple first step of connecting the XP system in my dry cleaner when he brought it from his home he did not know how to do it and I said let's call the software company within five eight minutes they told him what to do and he said oh I forgot all about that uh, I haven't dealt with an XP in several years uh, okay I'll okay. do that now it's time to download software and Mr. Sturbikoff was talking to the software company, not only the software company, but the man who created the program, okay? And he spoke to him, and Mr. Sturbikoff could not understand him because of his accent and asked him to email him every bit of directions that he had. Judge, this was my week from Saturday until Wednesday, finally.
4: Mr. Kiley, why did you pay him zero? I understand why you didn't pay him 2,000. You don't feel that that's a fair amount. So I get that, but you've paid him zero. So you're not exactly on the moral high ground. Well,
7: Judge, you he, never really accomplished, he never really accomplished what he said. Well, you have a computer that's software. his.
4: Excuse me. You okay. have a computer that's his, right? So when you say he never accomplished anything, that's not true. You have a computer that's his, and you haven't paid for it. You also have the software ended up being installed by him into that computer, the software that you use. But it needed a patch. Do you have any testimony? You ended up hiring somebody else to get the thing to finally work at the end. And that's somebody else who you hired. Um, Do you have an affidavit from that person about what they did for the 120 bucks you paid them?
7: I have an invoice that's supplied as well.
4: PC will not power on. Open chassis and remove dust. And then this first invoice for 80 bucks All right. Do you have anything from the actual vendor, the actual software company?
7: I do. I also turned in two receipts from them. They charged me two separate hours for $75 each.
4: Hi, Darren. This is our experience with Charlie, the tech computer guy. In the beginning of November, we got a call from Charlie. We tried to explain to him how to do it and that it should only take about one hour to complete the task. First, he needed help setting up the new Windows XP computer, which I found odd because he was a hardware expert. Well, after teaching him how to set up the hardware, he said, oh, now I remember it's been a while. But after a few days with him on the phone and numerous emails, he was still not able to complete the task. We told the owner to find another tech person because it was a very simple task. Okay. Not very flattering to you, problem. Mr. Um, Sturbakov. Mr. Sturbakov, if you had told Mr. Kylie it's going to cost you $2,000, do you think Mr. Kylie would have said, yeah, have at it?
1: I doubt it. But I had no idea at right. the beginning that it All would right. go that way.
4: Exactly. And, right, I understand. In, but in, see, at some point, Mr... Stur- no, no, stop. Mr. Sturbakov, at some point, you have got to tell Mr. Kylie. listen, it's going to take me X. It's, it's not just a carte blanche to end up taking... Uh, you know, how many hours are you billing him for here? How many hours is this? N- uh,
1: 19 and a
8: half.
4: I don't know what reason it would possibly take 19 hours. To get to the bottom of the problem here, it shouldn't take 19 hours, all right? I am going to order Mr. Kiley to pay Mr. Serbikov $350 for both the computer and his services. That is my verdict.
6: Mr. Kiley, let me ask you first. You're going to have to give the plaintiff $350. Um, what are you thinking?
7: I'm thinking that was a fair judgment, to be honest with you. Uh, I do have a piece of equipment that I got from Mr. Serbikov. He did attempt to do the work, even though, uh, like I mentioned, technology has passed him by. He did his his best. He's a good man. If that's what the judge ordered, that's what I'll take care of.
6: Well, you're being very decent and very kind. Let me ask one other. Do you think it's time you really upgraded your equipment and and bought some (laughs) new computers? Uh, What do you think about that?
7: Absolutely. I'm in the process of doing that right now as we speak.
6: You are. Well, good for you. All right. Mr. Serbikov, this wasn't too helpful for you. I know you were, you know, you wanted $2,400. The judge has ordered Mr. Kiley to give you $350. Um, What are you thinking?
1: The libel that he said about my experience is very upsetting because it is not true. I have a number of XP customers. One, I had five XP computers All all networked together. I worked with XP
6: all Well, listen, time. that's good. I'm sorry? glad you have good other customers. Mr. Terbikoff, we're going to have to wrap it up. I'm sorry. Uh, you're only getting $350. I know it didn't work out well for you in this situation, but hopefully in others it will work out. In any event, that'll wrap up this this lengthy dispute. Harvey, what are you thinking about this?
3: Doug, this is an interesting case about uh, when you have add-ons to a deal that you make. In this case, you have computer work where it takes longer, perhaps, than it should have, and all of a sudden it starts racking up more and more money. The person who does that work needs to make it clear what the terms are in terms of add-on work. And the best thing to do, obviously, is to get approval each time you need to do an add-on. But if you don't do that and you have made no deal in terms of additional expenses, you're going to lose out.
4: Hey, Judge John, tell us something we don't know about Judge Marilyn. Oh, geez. Thanks, Jimmy.
9: Oh, Jimmy, it's your lucky day, because I'm not going to tell you one thing you don't know about judgment. I'm going to tell you many things. You
4: better, well, listen, you're going home with me, not Jimmy, so you better be careful what you say. All
9: right, all right, all right. Uh, but uh, let's see. When I met you, you were driving a three-pedal car with a manual clutch. So you can drive a manual, a standard Ah, transmission. Correction,
4: I could drive a I haven't oh, done that I in a long time. I bet you
9: could yeah. do it in a heartbeat like that. Um, your favorite drink? Is a glass of red wine.
4: I don't think that's much of a secret. If people have seen me take out the recycling during COVID. Oh
9: God! <laughs> you no, know, you want to put on a disguise. You put on a
4: disguise right. when you take out the recycling. Oh my God!
9: Okay, let me see one more. I uh, think that's enough. No, no, okay. one more. One more. I got one more. This is this is a flattering one. Okay. I did see her do a four-minute plank, and a really good one, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a couple weeks ago. So she's keeps after it. And uh, I was impressed, let's just say, because I'm not sure I could do it for four minutes. (laughs) I could do it for a while, but four minutes is a long time. Uh, So keep that up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well.
2: He says
0: he rented a place
2: to start his custom closet business. And after a few months, the defendant, his landlord, told him things weren't going to work out because he was afraid of there being noise issues. The guy now refuses to return his money. And he's here in the name of justice suing him for the $3,800 he's owed. Says is the defendant, John Rosano. He says the plaintiff was the one who wanted to move out because he found a better place to have his workshop. The guy stored his equipment on his property for a few months, and he had every right to keep his rent. He is accused of a closet catastrophe.
3: All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says that he rented workspace from the defendant for his closet building business and says that the guy kicked him out and now won't return his money. The defendant says the plaintiff broke the lease because he found a better place to rent and he doesn't owe the guy a penny. It's the case of a closet catastrophe.
4: Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, Yara. Mr. Nahum, talk to me. Yes. What happened between you and Mr. Rosano?
8: Um, Well, I was trying to uh, find shop space for my uh, custom closet company, so I put an ad on um, one of the groups on Facebook that I was looking for space, and he responded to me. I looked at the place. I was like, this is perfect. Uh, You know, we came to an arrangement. What was the
4: place that you came to an arrangement on, a guest house at his home, correct?
8: Um, Well, it was actually uh, like an oversized two-car garage on his property.
4: Oh, not exactly a guest house. All right. So that's what you went to look at. That's what you liked. And then you entered into a little written agreement where it says rent Manorville. Is that where his house is?
8: Correct. Yes.
4: Garage for $800 a month and electric will be determined by bill. Rent is month to month. And then you pay $800 and there's a signature. Et cetera, et cetera. All right, so in any event, you rent this space, and what happens?
8: It was, you know, trying to get in. He was like, oh, I got to move stuff out. Um, and then it became, um, you know, an issue of the noise, which I totally understood, but he had other, you know, properties. He had other buildings. He's like, I'll get you into somewhere. What do you mean you an know, issue
4: um, of the noise? What do you mean it because, became an issue of the
8: uh, noise? The, it, was, it was on his property, you know, where his house is, yeah. and there's, you know, a, a house that he rents. So me being there at night, and the machinery, the saws, and the noise.
4: Did you bring some equipment into the two-car garage?
8: What that was was I found uh, a saw um, at a great price. And um, it needed to be moved from New Jersey to the shop. Um, So he has a flatbed trailer. Where was the shop? It's New York on Long Island. New
4: York. So I needed to be moved from Jersey to New York. And then what happens?
8: I contracted him to do that. He, You know, we went out there, we picked it up, I paid him to move it, and he, we brought it to... How much the did you pay him to move it? Oh, uh, I don't know, um, five, 550 whatever it was, something like that.
4: 550
8: Yes. Mm,
4: okay. So you bring the saw... How big is this saw that we're talking about?
8: Um, it, it's big. It's, uh, you know, about 10 foot by 40, 50 inches wide, something like that.
4: So, um... Is it before or after he sees the saw that his light bulb turns on and decides this isn't a good idea?
8: Um, it was after, because at that point, it was still, we brought it to where it was, okay, we're going to, you know, it's okay. going to be here.
4: So then what happens is he's going to find you a different spot. And does he?
8: Um, well, I looked You're at a bunch of spots. That. They were all, yeah, I'm like, that's fine. You know, he showed me other, you know, other spots he had, and I was fine with that. I'm like, just get me in somewhere. And... You know, time passed, and like I was supposed to have these two jobs When did time done pass? Let's Christmas. talk about how
4: much time passed. When did you give him that eight hundred dollars?
8: It was actually, I believe, a few days before November of what year? I was supposed to move in um, twenty. I was supposed to move in November first of two thousand twenty.
4: Are you sure it's two thousand
8: twenty? It might have been two thousand nineteen. It was two thousand nineteen, right? Yeah, 2019. Yes,
4: it was two thousand nineteen, yes. right, Mr. Rosano? Yes. Okay.
8: So I let it ride, and okay, let's see what you know where he gets me.
4: How long did so, you let it ride?
8: Um, till <laughs> uh, February, around February of
4: 2020. Oh, a lot longer than February. I see texts in June. Like this is we're talking six, yes, seven, eight months yes. later, Mr. Rosano. What is yes. going on? Like, why would you hold on <laughs> to the guy's money and not be able to provide a place for him, then just give him back his money? I don't get it. What's going on? No. We actually
10: did, I actually did try try to get him a spot. And the problem was it was a third party. It was a friend of mine that had uh, other buildings. And I asked him if he would take Jeremy and put him in in one of his buildings. And he said, absolutely. He said, well, we got to clean it out. We have a lot of work to do. And it took a lot of time. These places are filled with stuff. So one thing led to another. We couldn't clean out the building fast enough. Um, he always fast his name was John.
4: Wait, wait, yeah, fast enough. It was eight months before before he first yeah. said, all right, this is silly. Eight months is not what I would call warp speed.
10: We tried to do other to, to do other avenues to uh, make it quicker, but COVID was in, involved and we just couldn't get it done fast enough. There was a lot of things going on with the electricity that he needed to be putting his name and his name only.
4: So in any event, once he says, hey, man, I got to move on. Can I have my $800 back? What do you say to him?
10: Um, well, his machinery was in my buildings, uh, the machine that we brought over from Jersey, and it sat there. We were all obviously in this time, we're trying to get a building, and it just didn't materialize. So then he said he found a spot. He says, can you bring the machine over to my new spot, which is about, I don't know, seven miles away from where we are. So I said, yeah, Absolutely. Drop it off over there, and really nothing was said about the money at the point. At that point, and I thought maybe because we had the machine sitting in my barn, he was, you know, realized that okay, he had it sitting in his barn. Maybe he wants something for it.
4: Wait, 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 wait. so wait, you were going to charge him storage because he left no, it there? All no, it
10: wasn't, no, I wasn't going to charge him storage, but I, I mean, figure something, something might have been, you know, hey, look, give me 200 bucks or give me $300, um, and then I brought it to him. You know, you, you put what? machine on for For not doing man- what
4: you were supposed to do? I'm sorry, like usually people in your position who haven't done what they said they would do feel a little bit of remorse and say, yeah, you're right, man, it's been seven months and hand them back the money. You feel that because you took his saw back to him that you're even. But that's something you guys well, had to hash out beforehand. And the um, only reason I, I, that the thing needed moving again, Mr. Rosano, is because you had, he pay, and did he pay you 550 bucks to move it from New Jersey? Is that accurate?
10: Yes, he did, yes.
4: Okay, yeah, so like the that. only I'm reason he, he brings it. it to your two-car garage on your property is because you've promised him he can have a place there. And then when you say, this isn't such a great idea, he he's very laid back and says, okay, find me a different place. But the only reason that that saw needed moving that second time is because you ended up backing out of the original contract to put it on your home property. And then you took seven months, and your answer to the complaint actually says I should get storage. Really? Come on. Are you kidding me?
3: Welcome back to the People's Court. The plaintiff says that he was kicked out of his workspace because the defendant felt he made too much noise. But the defendant says the guy used his space as free storage, and that's why he's keeping his money. Let's listen.
4: Why should he pay you the $3,000 for, like, your lost, uh, what was it, your lost profits on all those jobs? You are sitting around on your hands for eight months. So, apparently, you had some other way to make money. I guess you had the the temporary setup in your brother-in-law's garage or something?
8: Um, What I wound up doing was I asked my cousin, could I use her two-car garage? Because it was just... I wasn't able to make no money with having my old boss cut the jobs for me. So that's what I did. I set up as minimal as I could.
4: Are you still, you're not still in your cousin's garage, are you?
8: No, 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 because COVID was actually very good to me. Uh, Most of the companies, other closet companies had a shutdown. Um, um, Mr.
4: Rosano, return this guy's $800, okay? And his court costs, you don't get the $3,000. You were running your business. You shouldn't have waited eight months. You clearly weren't in that big a hurry. I'm not going to order him to pay you to move it because you breached. Um, You're just putting him in the position when you move it, you're putting him in the position that he was in before you breached the contract, which is I pay once to get it to a place I can rent. So $800 plus court costs plus prejudgment statutory interest for the plaintiff.
6: So the plaintiff is going to get $800 back plus uh, some court costs. Mr. Rosano, what do you think about this? The judge thinks you just sat on your hands too long in this case.
10: Um, I did, but, you know, we just, we did run around and and try to appease him as best we can. And it just, it just didn't materialize.
6: Well, unfortunately, that, uh, that's going to cost you that $800. dollars you got to give it back to him. Mr. Nahum, uh, <laughs> You're not getting the three thousand dollars you were asking for, but you are going to get your eight hundred dollar deposit back. You okay with that?
8: Yeah, you know it is what it is.
6: Is the uh, is the closet business working at the moment right now? Much or?
8: or oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm in a you know commercial building now, and uh, we're growing.
6: All right. Well, good luck to you. Hope it works out. All right, Harvey. What do you think about this case?
3: You know, Doug, a lot of people sue for lost profits. You actually have to prove lost profits here. The guy didn't. You have to show not only that you could have lost money, you have to show you lost
4: money and how
3: much precisely you lost.
4: Hey, judges, with your children, who is the disciplinarian? Thanks, Phil.
9: Whoa, okay, nowhere to hide on this one. Uh, (laughs) As you can guess, America, (laughs) The disciplinarian is this woman sitting across from me. Uh, She sets rules, and the kids have to abide by them. And if they don't, there's consequences. I kind of usually weigh in with her, but not as heavy. And uh, every now and then, I'm an advocate for
4: the. You pretty much leave it to me. (laughs) Pretty much. I mean, I remember when our first was four months old. We were, at the time, we would call it, there was a book written by a Dr. Ferber, so it was called Ferberizing. Oh, well, how to you... get your
9: baby to go sleep while crying.
4: Correct, right? so the first time I was letting Christy sleep through the night, she starts to cry, and I get up, and you get up, right. and, and I listen to make sure she's safe, and I said, we're not going in there. And you looked at me and said, she's crying. I said, yes, I know, we're not going in there. Right. You know We've gotta get her sleeping through the night. And you said, How can you do how do you know she's not sick? Right. And I looked at you and said, Oh my gosh. And I opened the door and I took her out and I rocked no, her fine. for thirty minutes and then I put her back in bed. Right. And then the next night at 3 in the morning, Chrissy woke up, right. and I went over to the room, and you said, how do you know she's not sick? I said, get out of here. I'll just handle this myself. <laughs> and I stood there and listened to her cry, and then the uh-huh. third night, she slept through the night. Right. So, yeah, I would say that right. it's, it's all fallen pretty much on me, because you are uh-huh. very, very, yes. you have a, they walk all over you. Um, Uh,
9: I suppose at some level, maybe they do. But that that book was that Dr. Ferber book. I think it was maybe the Dr. Mengele training.
4: The Dr. (laughs) Mengele training? I mean, it just was so cruel. It was was not cruel. The kid needed sleep. She slept through the night. (laughs)
2: This is the plaintiff, Ricardo Gardner. He says he purchased a car from the defendant, and the guy sold him the thing with a hole in the engine. That's right. He was grossly taken advantage of and is suing the cad for the return of his $400. This is the defendant, Hirsch Segal. He says this guy bought the car and then changed his mind about it and wanted his money back. Why would he return the money to this wishy-washy guy? A sale is a sale is a sale. He's accused of unloading a Hope D. All
3: parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court next case on the docket. The plaintiff says the defendant sold him a hunk of junk car, says there was actually a hole in the engine. But the defendant says that he sold the plaintiff of a perfectly good car and the guy got buyer's remorse and demanded his money back. It's the case of I need you like a hole in my engine.
4: Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Mr. Gardner, you're suing Mr. Segal for the return of $400 that you paid for a 2005 Honda Civic Tell me what happened.
11: On the day in question, um, a friend of mine, Desmond and I, um, saw an ad um, in the, on the internet, um, that Mr. Sigal was selling a 2005 Honda Civic for $400. And um, he's, uh, in that ad, the ad says that the car only needs a battery and a spare, spare tire. So Desmond and I went and visited Uh, Mr. Segal. So he told me to give him the money. And, um, and, and he has a piece of paper here for for me to sign. So I gave him the money and, um, and signed a piece of papers, then his son, his son came down from upstairs, because I was inside his house now. And his son says to me, the car is going to need, need a tire and a battery before um, you can get it moved. So I said, "Okay, wait, I didn't." Did I you? Didn't,
4: you knew that, that you wait. Hold on. Are you saying you didn't know that the car needed a tire and a battery before it could be moved?
11: Y- y- yes, I, I knew. I knew that it needed a, a, a battery and a tire. Yes, I did. So, okay. so, so why
4: were you I've, buying so it I've, without checking to see if that's all that was wrong with the car? Why didn't you instead take a look at the thing and see what, because $400 for the shell of the car is great, because that's very, very cheap. I mean, you don't think you're going to have like a a really great working car at a 2005 Honda Civic for $400, right? So in your complaint, what you say is, I gave him the money to hold uh, just to make him comfortable, but that's not really to make him comfortable. You actually bought the car at that moment when you give him the money and sign the bill of sale you bought the car now what happened is you left you got a battery and what happens you come back to the house and what happens
11: i came back with the battery and i came back with the tire and when i came back with the battery and with the tire um desmond said, i'm supposed to come over here and take a look so i said what is it that i'm looking at he said um there's a hole in the Mm -hmm. engine so when i when i look underneath the wood, I noticed that there's a hole in the engine about three inches in diameter, in about three inches in diameter. So this gentleman was inside the house. It was just a Sunday night that was outside talking. So I said to him, say, sir, this um, um, Desmond said that there's a hole in the engine. Would you care to come and take a look at it um, to see um, the hole in the engine? He said, no, 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 I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. Um, because you bought the car as is. Mr. Sagal, um, he,
4: was- he reaches out to you I was wondering what is wrong with the car. 400 seems very low, and if you still have it. You say the year is 2002. It needs a new battery, and one of the tires is flat. The transmission is good, but will need some engine maintenance work. The car is being sold as is. It's been sitting in my driveway for some time. No battery and has one flat tire. will most probably need some initial maintenance work. I mean... You know, he kind of is putting you on notice that he has no idea. It's been sitting in his driveway for a year. I mean, he tells you that. Uh, Mr. Segal. tell me about what happened at the house that day and thereafter with the plaintiff.
5: My son put an ad in the paper. The car is for sale as is.
4: Where's the car right now?
5: It's in my driveway outside.
4: Okay. Now, he comes back with the battery. His friend shows him the hole in the engine. And do you have any discussion with him?
5: I uh, No. He just said, make a look at the car. He saw the car. And that's it. And he, before he gave me the money already, $400. And I have a sale letter and everything is done. And did he say he didn't car?
4: want the car? On that day, did he tell you, look, I don't want this car. There's a problem with the engine. Because he left it there. No, I know no, he left no. it there. So, yeah. All right. Is your son in the room? Yeah.
5: Yeah, my son is in the room. Does
4: he want to testify? Yes. OK. Yeah, bring him over. OK, awesome. Can you switch with your dad a minute?
5: No, no, just take-
4: Can you raise your right hand?
10: Yes, your honor. You solemnly swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the
5: truth. So help you, God. Yes, sir. Thank you, your honor.
4: All right. What's your name?
5: Uh, my name is Euliss Segal.
4: Okay, Mr. Segal. When he comes ba- after the sale and he comes back with the with the battery, I guess that's when things went wrong. Tell me about what he says.
5: They did put the battery in. They started it, and it did start. They actually moved it. Uh, you know, back a little bit. And then he went back to get the, the tire. And then when he came back with the tire, that's when the other gentleman basically then informed him, hey, look, there's a, a, a hole in the engine. or oh, come look at this. So, and then they asked me, you want to look at it? I said, no, the car is already yours. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's sold. My dad already sold it to you. When are you going to remove it? Uh, and I basically told him, you're taking storage space now because I had to put my other car into the garage and I couldn't do it. It so said, well, I'm not taking it. Then he became very irate and um, came back with his vehicle, started screaming in front of the neighborhood, and other neighbors were like, what's going on? He said, I want my money, I want my money. And there's a video which I I sent you guys uh, of that um, uh, interaction, there's a video there.
11: I want my money, I want my money.
4: Okay, Mr. Gardner, I'm sure you've heard the expression, too good to be true. If you find a 2005 Honda Civic for $400, you're going to have to put some serious money into that 2005 Honda Civic, okay? Okay. The idea is make sure you want it before you hand the $400. There is a dispositive legal moment that occurs the minute that you give the $400 and sign the bill of sale. And that legal moment is representative of your ownership of the car, okay? So you own the car and you cannot get your money back. That is what an as-is sale means. It means that... You are taking it lock, stock and barrel, buyer beware. So if it's important to you that the thing runs, then you have a mechanic take a look at it first and see what kind of work has to be done to it and find out how much you're going to have to pour into it. But what you don't want to do is buy it and then change your mind that same day and then it's too late once you've bought it. You're in the same position as anybody else who's already bought the car. Whether it's a minute later or two months later... It doesn't matter. So now we have a little issue, which is that the vehicle is on their property. You are not going to get your money back. Do you want to pick up that vehicle? Because given your behavior on that, you know, going to the man's house, beeping the horn, screaming, you know, for the neighbors to hear at night, I want my money. I'm a little concerned about putting you in contact with that home again. So my first question to you is, is understanding that I'm ruling against you because my hands are tied, that's what the law is, do you want to pick up that car?
11: Yes, ma'am, I pick it up.
4: Okay, so what we're going to do is um, my staff is going to try to make arrangements with you folks to try to do this in the most pleasant way possible that will not cause anybody to have contact with each other. That is my verdict, verdict for the defendant. It's an as-is sale. Thank you.
6: So the plaintiff has bought a car, and that's the way it's going to stay. Mr. Gardner, let me ask you, have you learned anything about buying a car? Next time, oh, you're going to yes, do I, differently, yes. right?
11: <laughs> oh, yes, yes, I do. Um, next time, I you, you won't get my money until I'm 100%, okay? Smart move.
6: You You've learned something. There yes. <laughs> go. All right, let me talk to the defendant. Mr. Segal, do you feel at all bad about the condition of the car.
5: I'm happy with the cold decision.
6: I know you're happy with the decision, but do you feel guilty? No, no Not at all, not at all. Well, okay. all right. All right, that's the way it is. Well, anyway, you did prevail, so good for you.
9: Contracts can be cruel sometimes, (laughs) and maybe this is one of those examples. For a contract, you have an offer. I want to sell you my car. Acceptance, I'll take the car. And consideration or money changing hands—all those things happen before this guy discovers a hole in the engine, right?
4: Yeah, I mean, it makes uh, no difference whether he had taken the car yet or right. hadn't taken Driven the car yet. Driven a half a block, it doesn't matter. Doesn't
9: matter that he didn't haul it off the property. He
4: buys it when he signs a bill you of gotta, sale. You
9: got to before you buy the pony, you got to look inside its mouth, make sure the teeth are all good, check the hoofs, all that stuff. And he didn't do that. He never even opened the horse.
4: First mouth. of all. I think it's pretty much advertising that there's you know something supremely wrong with the car yeah. with with the price. Okay, right, right. they're pretty much telling you the we got too no good clue. it probably is. Well, but I mean, yeah, and but they basically tell you right. I, I, it hasn't been driven in a year. We have no idea. You know, there's nobody saying oh, all it needs the the. Right. The best argument the plaintiff had is that he said the transmission is good, but the engine's going to need What kind of a vague, why would that make him think, oh, this idiot is selling his 2005 Honda to me, and I'm going to be driving all around the country in it. And uh, for 400 bucks for just a tire and a battery.
3: So Brendan wants to know this. Hey, Harvey. My brother recently came over for dinner. He spilled red wine on my new sofa, and he refuses to pay to have it clean. I'm trying to keep peace in the family, but I want to sue him. Will I win the case? Well, if he spilled the wine just because he was clumsy, the answer is yes. So yes, you can sue your brother, and yes, you will probably win. And yes, you will probably rupture the relationship. So try to work it out. We'll see you next time.
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well.